damn, there's some bad excuses. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Let's talk about excuses. We all have them from time to time. Some people have them more than others. Some people live with them and just consistently use them day after day after day after day. But let's talk about how to get over the excuse ball and chain that most people have attached to their legs because it really stops you from achieving the things that you want in life. And I think that so many people have never really analyzed why they make excuses and what they're trying to get out of their excuses. So I was working with a client the other day who's a high net worth earner and you know I just noticed that they would rock up late and then they would spend 15 minutes telling me about this cool fucking story that didn't matter. And then you know something would happen in their business and then they would tell this cool story again about why things happen the way that they are and then they would blame others. And it got to the point where yesterday I just said to them, you know, they were in this big long story and they were jumping around between why all this shit happens in their life and why all this stuff happens in their business. And I stopped them and I just said, why are you telling me all this? And they said, well, I, I thought that it's important for you to know, you know, and, and I said, is it really important for me to know and understand or is it important for you to feel like you understand it? And they said, well, no, no, it's for you. And I said, hey, look, I don't really care. Because if you're late and you say, you know, I'm sorry I'm late, and then you're late again, and you say, I'm sorry I'm late, and then you give these cool excuses, the truth is that you're fucking late and you're always late. So therefore, stop making excuses for being late and start to become early. Now, you can't do that when you're making excuses. Now, I used to be late consistently, so I know this pattern very, very well. But what really is happening is that excuses relinquish ownership. That when someone has an excuse for being late, oh, you know, the traffic was bad. Well, it wasn't the traffic was bad. It's just you decided to leave 15 minutes later in peak hour time when really you should have left 30 minutes early. And that way you would have got there on time. And then other times someone will have an excuse for why they don't exercise or why things are challenging or why things are tough or why they didn't get a project finished. But the truth is that no one cares. Only you care. And so when I stopped him in this conversation, I said, look, this isn't for me. This is for you. And the only reason why you have excuses is because it justifies your position and why you did something wrong. That's it. And it makes you feel better about it. It doesn't make me feel better about it. You know, if someone says, you know, I have an excuse for losing $10,000 of your money, it doesn't bring back the $10,000. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't make me feel better. So therefore, why communicate in that way? And most people's excuses are just ways of them justifying why what they've done is okay, because now they have a reason. And the truth is it's not okay. If you wanna be a high-performing individual, it's not okay. And the faster that you realize that those excuses are making it okay for you to repeat those same patterns over and over and over again, the faster that you can get over those excuses and start to really change the way you operate. And so the key part here is that first of all, you have to be aware, you have to become consciously aware. Now, the great thing with humans is that we have this thing called metacognition. It's the ability for humans to think about what we think about. So it's our conscious awareness. Now, the more consciously aware we are, the more we can change things. Now, most people are running on autopilot, so they keep doing the same stuff over and over and over again. 
you know, I've worked with tens of thousands of the highest performing individuals on the planet, or even at least in this country, and the majority of them run on autopilot. So I would say that probably almost all of the population run on autopilot without even thinking about it, which is the same reason why they tend to struggle with the same patterns over and over and over again, whether that be financial cycles or financial patterns where they just can't get ahead or they make money, lose money, make money, lose money, whether it's dating cycles where they keep dating the same people just with a different name and a different haircut, as in they keep attracting the same people into their lives. They will go through business cycles where they keep hiring shit staff and then they blame the staff for the reason why the business isn't getting ahead. You know, they'll blame the economy. These are all unconscious patterns of a person just running on autopilot. When someone starts to take responsibility and take accountability and go, well, what am I doing here? What's my impact? What's my input in this? And they start asking better questions. It then means that they become more aware. When they become more aware, they can start to ask really high quality questions. So the first step to making change is awareness. When someone's not aware, they won't change. And I'm sure you've got friends and family like this who keep repeating all these shitty patterns and they'll complain about it and you give them tips and advice and they go, oh, it's not that big a deal. And then they justify their position. They make excuses. They'll tell you cool fucking stories that you don't care about as to why it's not their fault or not their problem. But the thing is that they're stuck and they're unaware. And because they're unaware, they can't change anything. They'll blame everything else apart from themselves. Then what happens is once you create an awareness, then you can start to ask high quality questions. Now I've gone through this in other podcasts before, so go back and listen to them, where I talk about the power of high quality question asking. And we're not trained on this stuff. You know, we don't go to school for 13 years or however many years you went to school. We're not taught how to communicate effectively. We're not taught how to think effectively. We're not taught how to prioritize our time effectively. Most people aren't taught about finances effectively. So most people can just live life on autopilot. But question asking is one of the most powerful communication tools that you can develop. And the better you get at question asking, the more you ask questions. And that's a skill that can be learned. In fact, I go through it quite a lot in our leadership course called Triumph. Because anyone who wants to achieve great things in life needs to learn how to lead others. And you'll do that through communicating effectively. So questions are super important. Now, when you develop good question asking, not only does it help others, but it helps you because you can ask great questions to yourself, which will then help you to clarify how you can make changes okay, and will put you on the right path. Now, when someone is unaware, they're never gonna make change because they don't ask the right questions. Now, sometimes people become aware of their patterns and become aware of their problems. Like if they're running late all the time, they might go, well, why do I always run late? You know, I know that I'm running late, but why do I do that? So that's the first step of the process is becoming aware. But the second thing is asking high quality questions. Now, why do I do this? Might be a high quality question, it might not. Because if you keep asking, why do I do this? Why do I do this? Why do I do this? Eventually you'll keep bearing down a rabbit hole that has no end. And so there are a lot of people out there who are highly inquisitive, who keep asking why. They'll ask, why does this happen? Why do I do this? And so on. But eventually it just leads down to this depressive rabbit hole that has no end. And it can make someone feel really shit. So the next thing that that person has to do is to ask a different question. And that is how, how do I change it? So why do I do it is the first question sometimes. But the main thing is how do I change it? How do I do something different? Once you start to do that, you can start to establish a new strategy for the way you operate. So if you're running late all the time, you might ask, why do I run late all the time? Well, I'm poor with time management. How do I become more effective with time management? How do I make some changes? How do I prioritize my calendar so that I'm early? I'm 15 minutes early everywhere. Something like that. And just by asking better questions, you'll start to get better results because you'll start to change your strategy should you want to change a strategy anyway. But the point is that excuses stop someone from being aware. They keep justifying a person's position, which means they don't change. And so excuses can be one of the greatest destroyers 
for a person's mental health, for a person's emotional health and emotional well-being. It can also be the thing that destroys a person's goals and dreams and aspirations. This is why I recommend journaling. If you grab just a notepad, I've got mine sitting right here. It's just this little notepad that I have lying around. I tend to take it everywhere I go in the majority of cases. And I just write down my thoughts, my ideas. If I've got stuff going on in my head, what most people do is they sit with a friend and they talk shit for an hour and just ramble about why everything's crap. I use my journal for that so that I don't have to dump all my emotional shit on other people because unless they're skilled, they don't know how to navigate that. They'll just go, oh, you know, you poor thing. Yeah, you know, your life sucks and your boss is an asshole. And yeah, you know, I, the economy is tough. And so they don't know how to help. And this is the problem I think with most people, right? Is that even though they wanna help, they don't know how to help because they haven't been trained in the skills of communication. They haven't been trained in the skills of coaching or human behavior. And so most people around us will just justify our poor position. So if someone is doing shit financially and they go, oh, you know, it's the economy, then their friends say, yeah, I know it's tough. And then all it does, it just reinforces these patterns, these excuses, this shitty cycle that someone has that's preventing them from getting results. Now, if that's impacting their self-worth, their self-love, their self-respect, their self-confidence, that person may make them feel good for the moment. Like, yeah, it's a shitty economy. You know, it's not your fault. It's just everyone's struggling in business right now. Well, if you look at it, that's fucking bullshit. There's people out there in your industry that are crushing it in poor economic times. But what's happening is your friends and family keep justifying your position. You've got an excuse, so nothing changes. When you can use a journal, you can navigate that conversation yourself because you write it all down and you go through it and you ask good questions. What here is bullshit? How can I get better results? What questions do I need to ask? And you write all that stuff down and you slowly start to navigate your own conversations which then helps you to navigate your own thoughts. Should you do that effectively, you'll start to crush your results and you'll start to achieve a lot more in life. Journaling is amazing. I mean, I spent probably four to five years trying to figure out how to journal effectively. What I realized is that there's no real way of journaling effectively. You're just taking all the chaos in your mind and putting it down on paper. Because once it's down on paper, you can navigate it effectively because it becomes like a little bit of a mind map where you can have a look at your own thoughts and analyze them. Whereas when most people are stressed out and emotional and they're stuck in their head, they will just tend to keep trying to figure out stuff by trying to navigate chaos. People have these crazy thoughts and their brain will be jumping around and bouncing around between all these stresses. And then the next second they're asking themselves questions like, why am I stressed? Why do I have all these problems? And then their brain's bouncing around, it's out of control. You know, it's like having an ADD kid trying to lead another ADD kid. Stuff goes crazy, you're better off getting it out on paper, then navigating the conversation that you're having with yourself because you can see it in front of you. Then you can ask effective questions and then start to figure out what you need to do to make change. I think journaling is one of the most powerful tools that I've learned in human behavior. I mean, there are some other ones as well, like mental and emotional balancing using the process of potential that I teach at our Thrive Time event. Some of the other tools like owning traits, changing perceptions, that's a massively powerful tool as well. But I think journaling is one of the best self, I guess you could say self mindset tools you can use yourself. And I use mine almost every day, not all the time, but almost every day. Sometimes I even just have ideas. I'll build frameworks out and I just write them down because they're all in there. I date them all so I can go back and have a look at them. This is how I created Mojo's Law where Dr. John D. Martini published it in some of his work. I wrote it down in my journal and I showed him about six months or a year after I'd created it. And he loved the idea, so he published it in some of his advanced work. Anyway, my point is that your excuses are holding you back. Now you can keep making them, but it only makes you feel better in the moment. 
Okay, it's like drinking alcohol. It'll make you feel better in the moment and it'll make you feel shit afterwards. And the better you feel in that moment by drinking alcohol and by drinking more alcohol, it's gonna make you feel worse for longer after you drink. Okay, so everyone's experienced the three or four day hangover where you know the first day you're hungover, you feel like shit and your energy drops and you feel crap. But then the two to three days after that, why your energy levels come back up, why your digestion gets back to normal, why your sleeping patterns get back to normal, all of these things are an effect of the original issue. Now, if you drink alcohol, alcohol makes you feel good in the moment, same as eating shitty food. It'll make you feel good in the moment, but it'll make you feel like crap afterwards. Excuses are exactly the same. They will make you feel good in the moment, but they'll make you feel like shit afterwards because you'll keep repeating the same patterns, the same cycles. You'll have the same cool stories about why your life isn't where you want it to be. So be very aware for the next week of just any excuses that you use. Write them down in a journal. Every time you catch yourself making an excuse, you know, oh, I'm sorry I'm late. Stop yourself. Write it down in the journal. Every time, you know, you make another excuse, sorry I'm late home from work or, you know, I didn't get this project done. Write it down and then go and navigate that thought and see how you can ask yourself better questions to try to change those patterns of behavior. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope this episode helps. Let me know if you're up for the challenge as well. Jump across to any of my socials, Michael Mojo double zero on any social media platform. Hit me up and let me know if you're up for the excuse challenge. Just shoot me a message and say, I'm doing the excuse challenge. I'm aware of my excuses. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And also a massive thank you to all of those who have been sharing this podcast. I think over the last week or so, I've been asking all of the listeners of the Underestimated Entrepreneur podcast to please head out and tell at least one person about this podcast over the next week. And I have watched our numbers spike. So thank you very much to everybody who's been doing that. For those of you who haven't been doing that, if I could please ask one massive favor from this amazing community. And that is just to tell one other person about this podcast. I really want to get this stuff in the hands of more and more people, especially business owners, but also just driven people, people who want to achieve more in life. So the more you can let people know about it, the more you can share the podcast, the better it is for everybody because you'll be surrounding yourself with other driven people that will understand you, will understand these mindset hacks. And I must say that if I didn't have amazing people around me, I probably wouldn't be where I am today as well. And that's because a lot of my friendship circle and a lot of the people around me think the way that I think as well because they learn a lot of this stuff. In fact, a lot of my close friends have done all of my courses and all of my events, which is freaking awesome because I think they wanna be better as well. So please, if you can share this or talk to someone about this podcast or just share it on your social media pages just in the next week, that would be absolutely amazing. I wanna keep pushing these numbers up if we can and getting it out to more people. So anyway, Driven Mofos, thanks for being part of this amazing community of driven people who wanna do more in life. Keep sharing it, keep pushing hard and keep achieving great things. Anyway, have a great day, Driven Mofos. 